Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podsite, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo, and today it's it's us, us Jensen here today. Chris, Kurt, how you guys doing? Hey there, Carlo. Hey, I'm doing good. Wow, oh, excellent. All right, so, uh, gents, we are going to be talking a little bit about um, a novelette uh, called Whatever Comes After Calcutta. Uh, this is by the author David Eric Nelson. That's Eric with a K. Um, and I, I do want to point out that this actually, uh, the, 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 the link that I sent you fellas is, uh, from Pseudopod. They reprinted it. Uh, it originally appeared in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction, November, 2017, and was also included in a uh, Ellen Datlow uh, edited Best Horror of the Year, Volume 10. So, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, I mean, uh, do, do we want to just get into it? Yeah, sure. Let, let's, let's get do into it. it. All right. So, I mean, uh, basic, pre- like I, I would open with saying that uh, our our main character, Lyle Miramoto, um, is basically let let go from uh, his his uh, his court case, <laughs> wherein his client who had uh, hmm. been what, what was it? Uh, so, fifth degree arson, right? Yes. <laughs> And Chris, then, Chris, tell me about the uh, about the case law for uh, fifth degree awesome. <laughs> fifth degree awesome, you say? So yes, it, I can't it, talk tonight. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> it, it's that's basically just a misdemeanor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, she, uh, a Mister Demeanor. A mi- <laughs> <laughs> that's Mrs. Demeanor to you, and smile when you say it, sir. Um, so, so uh, did the? I mean, it says. I think it's she got like what was it, a year in prison. Yes, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But like during the trial, she well, she was gonna plead no guilt or not guilty rather, and uh, she leans over. <laughs> she decides caveman, to, caveman lawyer, no yeah. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> she and then she leans over and is like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna plead guilty because I actually murdered two girls, and this will be like you know this was getting off pretty easy for that." So. <laughs> right yeah i was like like that that's the like it's one of these things where it it sort of sets up like that's your first little jab and you're like what the fuck (laughs) yeah it it really um it sets you it it does set you on edge because it's not it's really out of the ordinary (laughs) and it's not like and like the way that it's you know so you know you're hearing it like you know, secondhand from through Lyle's kind of point of view, but like it, 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 it I just imagine this girl, this lady saying it, just kind of like how I just did, like real jaunty, like, "Hey, this is a good deal." Like, <laughs> and, turns uh, out I killed two people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So but yeah, that that did definitely. Um, I, go ahead. I think. Sorry, I cut you off. Please finish your thought. I I, actually, I honestly didn't have a finishing thought. That's, Damn. Okay. That's okay. Well, sorry. It was a witch riding me that made me uh, interrupt you. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so I really liked how this started, um, and I think on reconsidering, um, I like it even more because I think one of the things that it sets up in the beginning um, with that that little anecdote is something that will develop throughout the story, which is kind of like. The um, not so much a focus on misdeed, but a focus on how do we or where do we locate guilt or where do we place 
guilt and what do we what do we do with it and what do we do with responsibility um mm-hmm. i think is a theme that the story is very very focused on um and i i think i what i like about this is that it is effective both in setting up something that doesn't matter doesn't matter yet you know like it doesn't really have anything to say about it it's just it's just kind of like a like a quirky little little thing you know the his his client comes across like a sociopath essentially like oh you know what what like what a kooky thing to say like yeah i'll do i'll do a year in crime for oh specifically um he he knows or is extremely confident that she she did not start the fire that she is being mm. accused of of starting so she she intentionally pleads guilty for something that she knows he didn't do he knows he didn't do and that he he seems to feel like probably like she would have gotten off um and and so i i think i think the thing that is salient from this is that she has this thing that she did do she feels guilt for it it's or some kind of culpability or like not culpability obviously she's culpable but she has some kind of responsibility that she doesn't know what to do with and so her solution is oh well i'll i'll you know here's a known quantity i can i can plead guilty to this and then it you know and then it's fine you know i went to jail it's it's fine, and I, I I like that, and then I like the fact that it's also just as you were kind of alluding to a haunting weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know as you said, it's like a sharp jab uh, in the stomach to kind of you know get you get you paying attention. Um, and I appreciated that. I thought it was well done, and I I like I like how quickly it it gets going. Um, and I like the framing of kind of like a lawyer, you know. De- de- dealing I, it it felt like like a good framing to me so i appreciate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. i i will quibble with uh, uh the bit where he's like considering telling someone and uh that that's not how attorney client privilege works like uh you, you you know your client can admit crimes to you it's just you can't help them actually facilitate crime so it's if they admit to a crime that happened in the past you cannot tell anybody about that mm. anyway well, yeah, you know, it, 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 I'm I'm wondering if it's not something that uh, because there's a lot of um, maybe I'm a, a, a trying to be exculpate the, the story from this uh, because it also follows like it it seems to follow like that weird uh, sort of TV lawyer logic. Yes, and he's a he's a public defender too, so it's yeah, it's even more so. It's more. It's, Sort of like um, it stands out a little more if if you think of it in that in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I so I I feel like one of the purposes of this as well as the 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 next scene. I mean, the next scene is really where the the story the meat of the story starts really you know going right. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's the, the to, curved meat of the story. Ooh, hey. <laughs> before hey, r- r- real quick, before we get to that, can we talk mm-hmm. about the opening line because it has a little uh, a little in in media res um, opening, which which om- almost made me become angry at you, Carla. <laughs> 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 I, I think I, I think there's something so funny about uh, about the Toyota Prius. Um, yes, <laughs> isn't there? It's such a car of a moment, mm. and the moment has passed. And so what? When I read this, I was like, "Why is Carlo? What? What is Carlo's game here? What exactly? What exactly have I been? Uh, have I been brought into? <laughs> How am I meant to feel? Um, I, 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 I loved, I loved the first half of it. Love, love a guy seeing a hanged woman, um, and then I was like, almost crashed his Prius, and I was like, something about that." sticks in my craw i don't know what it is something about the prius feels like and and it it feels it feels dated not for any fault of the story it's just like it's just one of those things where like it's a car from a particular moment and the moment has passed and now it's Mm -hmm. like a little bit i don't know there's a little bit of of almost like silliness to to the figure of of the prius yeah don't 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 hey hey kurt you do not want to be visited by the what is it the liberal driller killer or whatever (laughs) no you don't want that that's this guy this guy is the driller this is the the origin story right here yeah (laughs) well that that was that was kind of my reaction to kurt when i heard about the prius because i was like it's it it's kind of become this like easy uh symbol for you know feckless liberalism you know what i mean like it's like it's 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 just an easy um yeah you know easy signifier good 
cars, though. I must say, we mm. we own we owned a Prius from in this exact time period. Um, so I could have been seeing the hanged woman on my way back from the court in my in my Prius. So actually, it, it was my wife's Prius. Uh, but I have to. It must be said, uh, very good cars. At least the old the the older ones were. I think they fucked them up later. But suffice to say, I I very quickly didn't hold it against it because I was like, oh okay, this is uh, in in large part because of the murder. I was like, all right. You know, much as that woman <laughs> traded a year in jail for arson for for two deaths, I will gladly trade a Prius for some dead kids. <laughs> in, in a story, in a story, in a story. I have no use for dead kids in real life. <laughs> they just don't really, yeah. They, they, they you can't carry them well. What what, else, what can you do with them? Yes. Anyway, you you you, you draw the line at uh, Prius cars. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So um so so then Lyle uh basically gets you know let let out of court early, goes home and bum 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 comes in and finds his bedroom is in a shambles and he doesn't really really sort of put two and two together until I I really love the fact that he's like, "Oh wait." <laughs> His wife just like jumps out of the the bed, and then her 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 lover jumps out of the bed like almost fully like fully standing up out of the bed and holding his hands out. <laughs> uh, and there's there's quite a few times where they talk about uh, what is it? it? It's his name is um, is it John Good? Uh, Jason, I think. Jason. Uh, the he's a police officer called <laughs> My Jason. God, that's Good. Jason Good. <laughs> <laughs> With the strange wiener. Yes, I did yeah. appreciate that. No, no, I, I, I think that, that that's a I, hilarious. <laughs> like one of these weird, incongruous, and really funny Wieners. things that sticks in your head. Uh, well, I, you no, know, no, sir. It no, does not. Um, does not stick in my head. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. The memories. How about that? The memory. <laughs> the memory of seeing. The curve it. would yes. make it difficult to fit in any case. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did like the bit where he considered the, like you know the pros and cons of the giant curved wiener. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, what about yeah. those curved wieners? It's a strange one, Mister Wiener. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, so so basically, he's just standing there, just sort of a little bit gobsmacked, and uh, his wife shoots him in the face, uh, and she and the, like basically, uh, Officer Good um, basically tells her that you know, like we got to get out of here in seven minutes because. Probably someone like he's like, what the fuck did you just do? We've got seven minutes to get out of here because I'm pretty sure one of the neighbors heard that and is calling 911. So we got and there I think he he says that they generally arrive within seven minutes. So uh, they take off and we're left with uh, Lyle Morimoto um, just lying on the ground thinking he's going to die. And then. uh Figuring out that, no, not really. Like, it, it, I think it blew off, partially blew off one of his ears. Yes. And, and he then super glues it, which <laughs> I, I was not shocked necessarily by um, because I'd heard this before. Like, th this is a, a general thing that can happen mm -hmm. <laughs> with, like, superficial type of surgery type stuff. They just super glue shit together. <laughs> Uh, and he takes off, like, basically he finds, uh, officer goods badge under the bed because he's been on the floor long enough to see it. Um, and, uh, I forget he takes, is it his own gun? Because she, she'd ended up using. Yes. Good yes, gun, right? His gun, which is, which is by the way, uh, a real gun called a the public Taurus defender. public defender. Uh, <laughs> Taurus, Taurus is, is known in part for making like big, really silly, um uh revolvers so they have a judge and then they have a public defender now the funny thing about the public defender um <laughs> i want to tell you about uh is that it is it so um it fires uh f f f 
both 45 Colt and 410 shot shell, what? Um, which is a shotgun shell, basically. So it is it is a pistol that can fire like a little skinny um, shotgun round, essentially. Jesus um, as Christ. Well, <laughs> as well as a very, very uh, large, um, I'm not sure what a, what a, I guess, I guess it's just, a, I guess it's, you know. A Colt forty-five, very slug, large, yeah. still, still quite, quite large, and it is a funny-looking gun because it's got like it, like the, the um, uh, what's the thing he called from a revolver? The little the barrel? thing, the what? The oh, you mean the the thing that spins? The spinny thing. I forget yeah. what it's called. Let's call it the <laughs> spinny thing. Is longer than the barrel of of the gun. <laughs> because, I, because yeah, they're I just, very I just long up, rounds. Yes, I yeah, I just pulled up the uh, the gun, and yeah, you're right. It's like a it's, very it's silly even, looking gun. The, the cylinder it's, is it's the even spinny. it's even cylinder. Like weirdly, thank you. That sounds right. It's weirdly stubbier than even a a, a thirty eight. <laughs> it's 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 got a weird curve to it, <laughs> <laughs> like a wiener. One might yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So so then he grabs his own gun and goes off in his Prius to try to find where they've gone to. Yeah. He know he is, he overheard them talking about like, Oh, we're going to go to um, my her family has a place, her sister's up, place yeah. up in Calcutta in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, and then he's kind of like, he doesn't seem to quite know what his plan is exactly. Although I think to the reader, it seems fairly clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What his plan is, which is, hey, you should have this gun to protect yourself. <laughs> um, I am a staunch Second Amendment advocate, and uh, I just wanted to give this to you. So I think mm-hmm. he's just driving to them, uh, probably to return to return Officer Good's badge. I think yes, is probably yes, what he's what he's doing. He's being so a it's, good it's, yeah, it's very much like uh, you know what we don't, we don't, we've never really got the chance to talk about this, but it feels very much like a falling down type of situation where you're yes. not yeah. entirely clear. Like you know that you're in you as an audience member are there for the mayhem, but it becomes clear pretty soon that the the person that you're watching doesn't isn't really aware of exactly what his plan is. <laughs> he doesn't realize that what's what type of story he's in. Yes, yeah. indeed, yeah. he does not. Yes. Um, which I do think is honestly something that applies to this story. Yes, very much so. Um, so, so yeah, like, uh, oh, uh, shout out, uh, because this is one of the things that, that as I, as I, as I reread this, um, you know, revisited the story. I think I'd read this, uh, I want to say like at least two years ago, maybe more. I don't know. Um, I, I, stuff has happened since then where, uh, for instance, uh, there's a whole part here where he's talking about like, uh, the, the back sort of like the back country of Ohio. So let me, let me just read this out because there might be a, I, I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> uh, there might be something you recognize. He was somewhere between Calcutta, Ohio, and whatever the hell came after Calcutta. For hours, he'd been sipping warm Gatorade and cruising the crumbling two-lane blacktop that sliced up the scrubby farmland, separating Calcutta, Cairo, Congo, Lebanon, East Liverpool, East Palestine, in southern Ohio. Apparently, you could circle the globe without ever crossing the state line. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that gave me like a little frisson, yeah. you know. I was like, "Oh, well, okay." I, I when when I first started reading and I heard saw Calcutta, Ohio, I was wondering, like, is this kind of like a slipstream type thing? And, and then when the East Palestine name dropped, I was like, "Oh no, this is very; those are very real places." <laughs> they have that in uh, in um, upstate New York has a lot of that too, where there's a bunch of weird Greek names, um, and I think there's also like like New Egypt and stuff like that. It's mm. it's it's um it's, it's uh, fairly common. Uh, I, I would say it's it's fairly common in places that had company towns. Yes. Mm. Uh, in general, I know this because Maine also has a Mexico, Peru. Uh, there's several towns that are – I forget. There's there's a whole bunch of them that are named that way. And generally, uh, from what I was told, uh, they were town names that were sort of 
sort of put in place by unions in solidarity mm. with other places that mm. uh, interesting i don't know how true that is but so salt as needed <laughs> but um so yeah so so he he's just sort of wandering around and then he he actually drives past the the lone tree in the uh in the, what is it uh Hold on. Let me see if I can find the, the, the passage. Um, there he goes. Then he glanced up from the radio and saw the bucking woman dangling from that neglected field's single misshapen tree. Arms bound at her waist, she threw herself against the crisp spring air, her spasms both frantic and hopeless. Uh, and he says, uh, his, his wife's name's Olivia. Olivia? He said, absolutely certain, illogical as it was, that he was seeing his wife being hanged in a fallow field next to a slouching barn. Which also, let's let's just point out, this ideation here, hmm. <laughs> troubling. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think about that in particular. Um, that's an that's an interesting point. I, I mean, for for me, like I think if you drive through anywhere that has any degree of farmlands, you will see a lot of fields with one tree in the middle. And I, I think, I think it's always a very evocative, uh, uh, image. It reminds me of, um, that one, uh, gosh, what is the, there, this, there was some film production company that had a, uh, as the <gasps> yeah, thing it's um, the isn't that strikes. Jerry Bruckheimer's? Like, yes, uh, yes, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, within within moments after him breaking and uh, like basically uh, almost sending his car into the ditch in the soft shoulder, uh, it becomes what is it? He says, uh, "It was almost immediately obvious that the woman was not his wife. Mm. Even as a distant silhouette, she was clearly too old, too scrawny, her hair all wrong." Mm-hmm. But uh, but he keeps on running, and uh, basically he he does what we've seen in movies which is basically i i only have only seen it in movies thankfully Mm -hmm. uh where he just basically like holds the 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 woman up Mm -hmm. so that the the noose isn't you know crushing her windpipe yeah uh and slowly he does he does the opposite he grabs onto the the rope above her and pulls it down oh does he instead of picking her up yeah because the branch breaks and and there's a bit a bit later on where um, the sovereign citizens are like, well, now we got to find a you know a higher branch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they are they are very uh, they they're very focused on their one task. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're right, you're right, and and he finds out that it's not actually a rope; it's like an Ethernet cable. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's interesting for it's like. It's incongruous in that setting, and yet it's something that's so everyday to us, like like you know, for for the, for everybody basically now. Um, I don't know it, that that was a like neat little detail. I liked the touch that it was sticky from age because they definitely yeah. do get that way. That, mm-hmm. that that was a good that was a good observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this whole sequence in in general of discovering the like it had a it had a good. Um, it moves along very briskly. Um, I think, I think, you know, there's a big shift in this part of the story where it's a lot less internal than it was in the first part. Because the first part has a lot of just, um, Lyle is just kind of recalling things and thinking about things and second guessing things and speculating and making observations. And in this one, it, it, this is, this, it, 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 I think, I think correctly switches to a much more kind of action oriented pace where there's not so much like flights of fancy and I- I- idle speculation. It remains much more um, in the moment. And I think it was effective at making the story feel like it had, it had changed gears and kind of, you know, picked up speed. So, mm-hmm. well, also we were, we're, you know, we have several people, right? We have uh, like Earl and, and like, there's at least four different people. Well, we don't know talking. that yet. I, I'm not talking. I'm specifically not talking about that part because I have thoughts about that part. But I, I think mm-hmm. I think this this section where he sees the woman and he's running in and trying to do something that all felt very urgent and 
and in the moment. Whoops, I, I hit okay, my microphone, okay, so you that. probably just heard me go clonk. Um, <laughs> but uh, suffice to say, I, I liked I liked this part. Uh, when when the other people arrive, I have I have I have other and different thoughts. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then. All right. So yeah, it turns out that um, what he you know like he hadn't noticed that there were like like a, a small group of people uh, just sitting within the shadow of the barn, um, basically witnessing this woman get hanged. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I mean, a, a, as it develops, I'm going to jump ahead so we can backtrack and, and discuss. Right. Uh, as it turns out, he finds out that they're, they've basically uh, decided uh, in part because, as you said, Kurt, they're, they're sovereign citizens. They've um, come up with their own sort of, um, sort of like court, and they've tried this woman as a witch and sentenced her to death. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so, so, Kurt, let's 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 have these different thoughts that you were having about Earl and and Co. So, I love the uh sovereign citizens as a concept it's a very strange combination of like legalistic thinking and effectively like sympathetic magic it's a very strange mm -hmm. very strange ideology and i do think that that a bunch of aspects of that are are captured here i really like the kind of magical thinking of 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 like are you you know there are no there are no people here um we've uh, i forget i forget what no, um, we are not a person <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She is not a person. Like, well, first off, she says he he points at the at the woman who uh, uh shit. What is her name now? Leanne. Um, Leanne. Yes, who is being has has was being hanged, and she's he basically she is not a person. You're like okay, where here is it? Here it comes. <laughs> but then he goes like, I am not a person. She is not a person. You know, basically everyone within the the, the group there is not. They're not persons we are sovereign citizens <laughs> and that mm. was just like a great little reveal too to me because it it feels very self-important but also funny mm -hmm. so i i have to admit it 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 was a little too on the nose to me about how it deploy about how it introduced and deployed the sovereign citizens for 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 my taste, because there was something a little bit too much about them being like we're sovereign citizens. Because I don't think that a sovereign citizen would qu probably quite introduce themselves that way. It felt a little bit too much like they were introducing themselves to me, the reader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, p p part of this is is just that like I'm I you know extensively read on sovereign citizens and 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 so like that's probably it, you know for the story to work, it probably does need to you know, uh, do kind of, as you know, re readers exactly. Um, so at that level, it probably, it probably is smart. Um, but there was something, there was something about it where I, it, it felt like there was a little bit too, there, there, there were two things that there were a, a bit too much of, um, for, for my taste. One is the sovereign citizenness felt a little bit overexplained at times where they were kind of saying things to be like, you know, like, uh, like I I'm trying to think of a, of a good example. Um, uh, for the purpose of this interaction, I'm the authorized representative of, of, of John Robert Doe. I am the live flesh and blood man, John Doe, John Robert, sweet Jenner. That this, that all, that all made th that all to me was, was good and then it kind of it kind of draws it out for me a little a little bit too long. Um, like when when they start laying, it was a little bit too much like sovereign citizen greatest hits, and I mm -hmm. I, I would have liked it obfuscated a little mm -hmm. bit more and made it a bit more confusing and haunting. Because mm -hmm. for me, when they were like we're sovereign citizens, I was kind of like okay, I know I I, I know now what's going on in this in this part of the story. And it felt a little bit too focused on making that point, but but yeah. that's all that that's all all a quibble. The thing, the other thing I struggled with was the the kind of I have no problem with bad rednecks, Z zero problem. There there are many, and I think in a lot of stories they can be effectively deployed. This reminded me a little bit of that part towards the end of um if you were a dinosaur my love where mm -hmm. they're at they're in the bar 
and they start just doing like a round table of of like every bad redneck stereotype which there's nothing wrong with you know using that stereotype as as such it just felt a little bit too much like do you get it do you get that they're bad rednecks and to Mm -hmm. me it was a little bit to me i think it would have been more interesting if they were less stereotypical rednecks and just weirder sovereign citizens especially like the guy that like the mentions of like like the make america great hat I, i felt like was like more on the nose than it than it needed to be. It felt yes. it felt a, a bit like like it felt like something that was of the moment in 2017 and is doesn't have that significance and that immediacy now. And so, mm-hmm. not that I disagree with it, but it felt like it felt like it could have been sovereign citizens or it could have been like Trump people. But having it be both felt a, a little bit like it's. Over overcrowded to me yeah yeah it, yeah over the pudding is it's it, uh i i have the same kind of quibbles did, kurt did you read or did you listen to the 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 reading on the podcast the pseudopod i didn't know okay did they so talk the, like this the whole time yeah that so that <laughs> that probably colored my perception of this too because the reader who does who did a you know, fabulous job with the rest of it for Earl in particular, gave him a very like Southern twang, which is like, this is like Ohio. Like this is not, you know, <laughs> well, Alabama, uh, you know, it, it, so that, that kind of threw me off a little bit, but like, I, I think even just their depictions of in the story, um, it's just, yeah, it's kind of gilding the lily where it's just, you, you not only are they, you know, they're, they're rural or Ohioans. They're also Southern citizens. They're also, you know, afraid of witches. They're also Trump people. They're also, you know, like they also all have guns. Like it's, it was just a, a whole lot of like making the point over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, I think that the same, I think it's a good point. Like I, I like what it's doing here, mm-hmm. but the way that it's doing it feels very 2017 in a way that became inescapable yeah. for me. I, in defense, in defense of the narrator, I will say that this dialogue I thought was a little bit heavy on like the I dialect mm. of mm. of kind of like the good old. But he ain't creating joinder, yeah, J yeah. Bob D. He yeah. just wandered it at the wrong time and has misunderstood this entire situation. Like it, it was a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, parodic almost. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, on the other hand, I, this whole this whole like scenario it really brings to mind like QAnon and, and like mm-hmm. the whole idea of like you know like they're they're not they they might as well be chasing witches like they're you know for for the amount of like truth behind what you know QAnon is going yeah. on. Yeah, but but I I think that there's a basic um. I think that when you're writing people who live in a bizarre worldview like that, I think I think it needs to be a little bit more face value. Mm. And there was so, the, the, that was the other thing lacking is that it felt to me like these people were meant to be deep in a delusion, but they 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 didn't seem self assured enough in their in their mm. delusion. Like if, mm-hmm. again, this thing of like, well, let let's explain it to the outsider. That that felt a little bit off because to me, I think it would have worked better if they were just like fucking kooky. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, so so one of the things I wanted to point out, and and uh, and of course, the the story did come out in 2017 um, from the author's own. Uh, interview, which sadly uh, <laughs> I clicked on it, and um, sadly, you know, the magazine of fantasy and science fiction has got to do something about their website. Uh, it, it just gave me a a, oh. a couldn't find it anymore. So Ford. Either either they took it down, or it just simply got lost somewhere mm-hmm. in the, the web designer. Um, but but apparently. Uh, Nelson had had written this well before 2016. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yes, you're. I I don't disagree with either one of your your points, but it, it is sort of funny to see that he sort of got some stuff pretty right. About- I mean, it couldn't have been that that much ahead of 2016 since there's Trump hats in it. I would say 2015, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, when well, did Trump and, and, come down the 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 golden escalator? Because that he was coming down when in the hat, you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was 2015, um, I think. Right. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, yeah. 
2016 yes, or 2015, yeah, 2015 something like that june 16th 2015 mm. yeah so i mean uh i wouldn't be surprised if he he was already working on this uh by then and turned it in given given the long <laughs> the long process of publishing it came mm-hmm. out two years later <laughs> yeah uh, but anyway, uh, you know, the, the, the thing I did want to give a little bit of the, um, the supposed way that they, they found out that Leanne was a witch. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, one of the women, the, one of the women says we made a witch cake, a woman seated in a beige plastic folding chair volunteered. She looked like a generic Ohio school teacher, heavy set. Dark hair cropped short and teased out, vaguely cat's eye shaped glasses and a beaded neck chain, cardigan sweater with seasonal bunnies, crosses, and pastel eggs motif. She looked eerily like Lyle's own third grade teacher, who would have been at least 90 now and presumably still back in Schaumburg, Illinois. Witch cake? Lyle asked, feeling like the straight man in a rejected Avon Costello routine. Everyone shifted uncomfortably. It's like a regular cake, the school marm hedged, but for testing witches. We used plain box cake from the superstore. Yellow cake. You make it like regular, but mix the batter with, uh, she girded herself with the next word, urine of an individual (laughs) or individuals hexed by that witch. (laughs) Lyle stared at her as she reviewed this in his head, as he reviewed this in his head, trying to find some reasonable way to understand what she was saying. I Googled it. Um, the woman offered apologetic. Look, uh, in fairness, she is doing her own research, okay? Uh, bile simmered at the back of Lyle's throat. You made her eat a cake you pissed in? The teacher lady grimaced in shock. Good Lord, no. We fed it to a dog. <laughs> My dog, Chet, the fat man who had been concerned with the witch, might slither, slither away, interjected. <laughs> and then Leanne got sick. So uh, this... I mean, this is very much in line with basic, like, witch, like, if you read, read, like, witch trial type testimonies, this is just as bonkers as that shit. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just amazing. I love it. They peed in a cake. So you made her eat the pea cake? No, the dog ate the cake. And then she got sick. (laughs) You're like, what in the fuck is happening? This is all pretty I, – I, I think that this is all pretty well realized um, because that's sort of like circular sympathetic, like yeah, reflective like magic, magic idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is like very – that that that's very uh, of a piece with the way that witch trials were, were done where, yeah, it was like take – you know, make somebody spit on a nail and then you hammer the nail on a piece of wood and, and you then go look for something rusty in the witch's house or something. Like it's it's very like <laughs> – this thing, yeah. it's it's very much like uh, like like the Bat computer trying to solve one of the Riddler's uh, riddles. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wonder how many actual uh, like immigrant workers are inside the Bat computer, like actually doing the work <laughs> <laughs> for all the association it does. Anyway, uh, so so then basically he. Uh, Lyle essentially tells them that he's, I mean, I, we, we could go a little bit further on this, but he, he you know, the, the turning point here is that they all confess to different crimes based on the fact that she rode them. Mm-hmm. And this is like the, like, this is where the, the story introduces for the first time. I feel like the, the idea of being hag ridden. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like, I just find it like fascinating and repulsive, like just the imagery. Um, but also like, for instance, they're all sort of doing ex- sort of exactly what the, what Lyle's client did. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're trying to off offload their guilt. It, it, well, I mean, here it, it definitely feels like they're trying to offload guilt onto, you know, Leanne. Right. Um, yeah, you know, she she made me kill six people. Uh, this frail elder elderly woman in a powder blue camp chair says, right? Um, you know, was it uh, two big fellas that had broke into my barn in October, and then a family of four in a brand new minivan last last week? They were lost trying to get back to the interstate, and they were Hindus, is what she says. 
Um, so, and then like, was it somebody else says that basically they threw acid in the face of some, some girls that they, they drove out to Pittsburgh to, to throw acid in the face of some mm-hmm. girls. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, awful crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, at the end, right. They, they're talking about like, she wrote us hard, wrote us fit to make our hearts burst, wrote us cruel. And then we get, you know, Leanne interjects and, you know, please, the hanged woman whispered, you gotta help me, please. So, you know, that's where, you know, they, I like that. And then there was the sex stuff, a <laughs> uh, lot of weird, bad sex stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's where Lyle sort of like, I guess makes the decision and, and says that he's going like, he says he'll, he'll, he'll take it from there or whatever. And they, they make a, I feel to your point, Kurt, like this, the, the magical thinking where like, they're like, wait, are you saying you'll take it? That was I great. Forget, yeah. That was, that was possession terrific. of her. That was terrific. Like somehow the, the, the language has to be just right. Well, yeah, I mean, and that that's exactly like Kurt said that that's very that's a very sovereign citizen type of thing. Like there's a lot of in, in that whole movement, because I, I, I've i had the the pleasure, we'll say, of dealing, you know, coming across one in, in, in my work. And, um, you know, it's just filled with like, uh, you know, gobbledygook that they somehow think it's like, you know, the proper string of words will somehow, you know, prove that I am not beholden to the United States federal government. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very much like, um, yeah, it's magical thinking. It's really wild. Chris, are you saying that the neuro-linguistic hacks didn't work on you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I mean, it's, it's prevalent in also like, I, I, I just made a a reference, but I think it's also prevalent in like a lot of these weird reactionary movements, including like, you know, pickup artists and and manosphere type shit, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's exactly what it is. You know, you gotta say the right words. Well, yeah. Like, like those, like, you know, like those, um, viral Twitter, Twitter posts that will be like, you know, you see this girl, how do you open? And it's like, Oh, if only I had the right magic words, she'll go to bed with me. Like that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, but of course, only, always... only Odin has those words. <laughs> that's so right, unless you're yeah. prepared to crucify yourself and and take out one of your eyes, tough in, shit, in, dude. In, fa- <laughs> in fairness, that is the ninth rune. So yeah. <laughs> the ninth um, one that he learned. Um, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, was just, I, I was just gonna say the the e- the end of this section. Um, I liked I liked quite a bit. Uh, I liked the way that she goes with him. I like I like the way that things kind of take a turn. Um, I think if I have a criticism uh, of of this scene that is like like a unifying criticism is it, that that all of my previous ones kind of stack up into, it's that it felt until the end it didn't feel tense enough to me. Mm. Like the, it felt it felt to me too much like a casual conversation, like, like a casual almost jokey conversation. But it should have it should have and I I, I I say should have, but I think for me it would have worked better if the tension was a little amped up, if the if the back and forth was a little bit more stressed somehow, if it was a little bit more tense and and brief. Um because it to, to me it felt like it felt like some of the tension kind of kind of went away and there was it 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 was missing that that dread to me. And and Mm. it was making me think back to um, our episode on uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre, where there's just a biting sense of dread, even when nothing bad is happening, because you get this sense that, that there are things in play that the characters themselves are not aware of and should be, and you can't even quite put your finger on it. And to me, I, I wanted a bit of that in, in this section now it sounds like i'm i'm harping on it and i'm i'm really not but but th- this th- there's something about the section that just didn't didn't work for me and i think ultimately it, uh, all, all the stuff that i previously kind of groused about gently just kind of b- builds up to that hmm. I, I mean i could see that also i feel like it are so so let me ask you this are you talking about the basically the turn that that ushers us into the like the last part of the, the story yeah yeah so so to to me i think i think one of the keys to a good horror vibe or at least the kind of horror vibe that i like is exactly what i was saying about texas chainsaw massacre you should feel like something is going on and something is at stake but you're not quite sure what's going on and you're not quite sure what is at stake so to me 
I think a story where you are locked in a house with a killer or, you know, the character is locked in a house in a killer and they're just running around and the killer is chasing them, getting closer to, to me doesn't w- wouldn't wouldn't quite do it. It would be describing a tense situation, but it would feel too controlled. And and so until the end of this sequence where again, when he gets the when he gets Leanne away from them by saying, I'm taking possession, they're like, you're taking possession like possession, possession, you're taking possession, right? And then all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's an unexpected development. And you get the sense that they know something that he doesn't, or somebody knows something that he does. It feels significant. It feels too easy. It feels ominous in a way that's hard to put your finger on. And that's what I was looking for throughout this 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 in, entire section. And I didn't get it until until the end. That's, hmm. that's, that's what did it for me at the end there. Well, I... <laughs> I feel like so so I I don't disagree but I also feel like to a certain de- to a certain degree like part of this is you and I as readers and and this may actually be a bit of a criticism is that you're being let in it feels like you're being let in on a bit of a a not exactly a joke but you're you're being a tourist right yeah, and he's yeah. showing you, and he's showing you like, ah, oh, look at these dummies. They're they're hanging. They 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 believe in witches, and it uh, it isn't until they they all like, oh, you're you're taking possession of her. Is that the word that you're going to use? And he, re- you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of like pick up everything and just take off. Right. Uh, he does some of the magic that they were trying to do. He, yeah. he does it by accident and you get that sense, but you also don't know what the magic he just did is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like then it, it, whatever tension was there is, is taken away in part because the rest of this is almost a seduction. Mm. And it was yes. great. I love yes. no, no, yeah, it. I love it. For this. That was yeah. absolutely the best part of the whole um, story. Like the best written part. Um, I thought no, I, that that shit gives me chills because like slowly, like, what was it? Uh, let me see if I can find it because it, uh, she, so basically, uh, Leanne you know, gets into the car with him and she asks him where to, you know, or he asks her where to, and basically she, um, stops worrying her hair. She pulls it back, twisting it, the na- twisting it at the nape of her neck. I have no clue, Leanne Holloway said. They set my place on fire after they arrested me yesterday. For the first time that day, he wondered about tomorrow and the day after that. The sun was setting setting now, garish and cruel. The woman didn't appear to feel anything about her ordeal, no fear or outrage or sadness. Um, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. But basically, uh, where are you headed, she asked. Her voice wasn't sounding as rough. That was probably good, he thought. Lyle knew well the havoc smoke inhalation wreaked on the trachea. It had come up when he was prepping for that morning's court appearance, but he had no idea that what strangulation with Cat 5 cable might do to one's windpipe. And slowly, as the conversation progresses, Leanne becomes not an old woman mm-hmm. and becomes a petite, very young woman. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, who has very soft hands. I'm sorry, you could say. Oh, the, there was one line where he was like, ooh, thrillingly young. I was like, ooh, okay, that's... that's. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that, that's part of the... the, the uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, maybe he's he's a sovereign citizen too about that type of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, But yeah, like he glanced over at her. Now that her hair was smoothed back from her face, he saw that she was a good deal younger than he'd assumed. Her skin clear and pale in the savage dying light. Uh, and one of the things that the, uh, the 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 sovereign citizens tell him before they 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 all take off is like, oh yeah, it's new moon tonight. So her power is really going to be really uh, powerful tonight. And uh, as, as the sun is setting, like this is this is her time. Hmm. This is in fact the time of monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it was interesting because like he. She was she at the very end there. She's obviously twisting his like you know, what he had planned in the beginning of like 
basically going to kill his wife and, and her lover. And like he, she was using that as a way to like worm into him to, because at first he, he puts up a little bit of resistance about like, I'm not going to do, I don't want to hurt my wife. And he's like, what? I want to want to hurt my wife. <laughs> and <laughs> she kind of uses that as like her leverage to get in. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's very, it, it's that, that whole section was just very chilling. Also, yeah, he gets I mean, a boner. <laughs> What's that? I said also, also he gets a boner. Yeah, basically. But a straight one. Not, yep. not, yeah, not, not the curve. curve in it. Not, not with the curve. curve. The right kind. The right kind. Good, A good, honest American boner. <laughs> <laughs> not one of those dirty French ones. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, so, if I could... It, I, it's interesting because, you know, I, I, I don't... And I think it, it kind of... As I said, I, I listened to the narrate the narration on the pseudopod, uh, which included um, like notes uh, with an interview from like or a brief excerpt of an interview from the author, and he s- indicated that he like basically can like or at least I guess at that time and you know when he was writing this, um, kind of see where some of the Trump fans were coming from, where they're like you know pissed off, you're getting raw deal. He's like, yeah, I agree with all that, but it you know we you know dis- disagree exactly who is you know causing all that issues and you, you know you could kind of you could see that coming through where like you know they're 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 committing all these crimes and stuff like that and, and this is where i think the theme gets a little muddied because you know there this the the townsfolk of calcutta ohio uh you know they're they're committing all these horrendous crimes but they're blaming it all on oh that witch made me do it that witch made me do it but then like so that's uh, you know that that would work nicely with the theme of like you know they're they're blaming the wrong people, in, but in the story they're actually blaming the right person. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think I, I I mean you know where the story winds up going obviously is that you know she her her thing is exactly is exactly as uh, the walrus said, uh, cuckoo 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 no, no, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is 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 that you know she she can't make you do something. You have to at least be curious, at the very least, curious or interested in in doing it. And so I, I think, you know, ultimately within the framing of the story, you, you know, it's – she is a rhetorical device less so than a than a creature. You know, mm. in my head when, when I finish, I, I almost imagine her like not existing at all. The, the, the point is that she is – you know, she is – she is a concept. She is running amok. She is, you know, just letting it all go and just doing whatever, you know, wh- whatever the nasty basest, you know, instincts are. Like, uh, what's what's that? Uh, what's that comic? Um, uh, cross cross or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you yeah. know, something like that. Where it's like yeah. it's it's you know it's just taking off all the filters. Yeah. Um, Al- and- Alan Moore wrote some of that. Really? I yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I'll have to read. I I've never actually read it. Um. In, yeah, in, it, it I probably look, will eventually. But, yeah, or I might not. You never know. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a I mystery. Mean, it'll be a surprise it, for you, listener. If <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, the the re- the the rather recent um, was it the sadness? I forget if it's. Uh, oh yes, the the Korean. Or it was Korean, it, right? No, no. I think it's Taiwanese. Oh, excuse me. I think I might be wrong, and it could be Hong Kong. Uh, so then uh, I'll make both both places angry. Um, <laughs> Uh, in any case, I heard basically that that's a very mm-hmm. close to what crossed feels like. It's mm. just basically like you mm. get the disease and it just makes you like want to do the most heinous shit, which generally includes like cutting people up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and yeah, so I, I think I think that's kind of what's going on here is that she's she's just she's like just a representation of like enabling it or letting, you know, giving into it and just kind of, you know embracing the 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 worst part of ourselves and so ultimately it is something that they want to do just like just like how lyle says you know he doesn't want to hurt them but he wants to want to hurt them which is effectively the same thing you know when you think about it he's basically Mm -hmm. saying he doesn't have the guts to do Mm -hmm. the awful thing that he wants to do there's something holding him back and it's not it's not that he's a good person you know, it's not it's not that he's better than that. If he were, he wouldn't want to want to hurt them. It's effectively it's it it is something that that uh he wants to do. But Chris, I, I agree with your point 
about it about it it being a little bit muddled and to me i actually think that that middle section would have worked better without the without the 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 political valence mm, um yeah. i think if it had been interpersonal mm-hmm. um yeah. i think it, I, I and and more of a like more like passion crimes instead of like crimes of prejudice i mm-hmm. think i think all the same crimes could have worked if the people had felt more like personal in their hatred yeah. uh, you know because like i think i i think that people in those situations may just come right out and say you know i i i killed these people because they were minorities that is certainly a possibility but i think often it's one it's one step removed you know it's a little bit it's it's like you know they're up to something and that hurt me you know and that's my and that's my excuse more so than than you know i don't i don't like their kind or whatever it's usually yeah. it's usually a little bit more and, and so i i think i, I think where, where i felt a little bit of the discontinuity was between the very the very personal anger um that that of what lyle wanted um versus the the kind of the kind of Im- impersonal hatred that that the the sovereign citizens had mm-hmm. but Agreed. i will say part of this just might be that i think that 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 kind of personal anger and kind of him you know, grappling with himself and kind of like allowing himself to be seduced essentially is uh, is just i think is just a very effective way to to take a horror story and this this whole sequence was was terrific basically from the moment that he leaves even though, even though you, it's very obvious what's going to happen. I think you know pretty much as soon as, but it 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 really struck me as soon as she starts kind of like combing the the leaves and twigs mm. out of her hair. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what it was. Um, do are, are you are you ever reading a book, and and there's a there's a sentence yes. in it that is not horny, <laughs> that is not horny, but it lets you know at some weird subconscious level that the book is about to get horny. It, it it was that kind of effect, <laughs> but, but not 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 for horny. Oh, although actually, it did it did get horny. Yeah, it was like it was like pre horny language. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean the first the first clue, uh, you know, was that when he was like coming up upon her while she was still struggling in in the noose, uh, he noticed how like soft and like her her feet were, like they were soft and pink and like not as if like you know not like the the feet of a middle aged woman as she mm-hmm. would appear to be. Uh, that was that was an interesting. I think, I think yeah. the the phrasing is pink pink as seashells or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a feet a, guy, so he's I, you know. A, okay, okay. I'm at, here, here's my pitch: uh, a detective um, series about a foot guy who who solves crimes with like his weird obsessive knowledge of of uh, women's feet. <laughs> get, get Vincent Offrey on that right like, away. This is these this is not the foot. Of a forty-five-year-old woman, she is thirty-two <laughs> at most. I've seen a lot of feet, officer. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh my God! Could you imagine? Like the, instead of mug shots, it's just like feet shots. He's oh. he's he's got to ask, you know, like like uh, like uh, suspects to show feet. Okay, okay, oh. okay. Here's what here's what the series would be called: the game is afoot, but it's two oh. words afoot. Hey yo. <laughs> There we go. All right. Ah <laughs> oh, man, imagine him in a crossover with like Monk or like, Columbo <laughs> would be great, but he, he's he's hung up his hat a long time. All ago. of uh, all of the books would have um, have uh, foot related puns, like <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, f- fallen arches or um, uh, soul survivor. Soul but it's survivor. Like, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. little piggy. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I will say, um, in in defense, right? Of uh, like, like I, I don't like I, again. I I agree with you, Chris. That the more I think about it, the more I go back and forth on it. But at the same time, I it's. To me, it's the difference between, you know, like watching something like, God, that, you know, like the haunting of series on Netflix, mm-hmm. where it's like, 
the ghosts are not ghosts. They're trauma. It's like, can we have trauma and the fucking ghost? How about that? Can we have the monster as well as the trauma? Because I, I do feel like that's that's something. It was a breath of fresh air to, to come to this and be like, yes, it's a metaphor and an actual monster. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. The dragon, the dragon can be a metaphor, but it must also be a dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I appreciated that a lot. I also something else that I really liked was the connection between the part um, where the the, the poem, the poem. About, yes, I liked that. Oh a lot god, of it. like that was what that, I that was you, yeah, like that know. that gave that was another one that gave me a little frisson. Was like oh yeah, that was good. That was very good, very very good. Uh, because you know, like uh, basically, like one of the things that's that's really sort of weird and off putting. Um, uh, is where it sort of like she hands him what she needs from him, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, l- let me, before I get there, right. Uh, basically, let me read the, the sort of like his mind space after he says that he wants to want, right. To, to hurt his, his ex, his wife, right. Uh, Lyle never had an affair, but he'd worked in the public defender's office long enough. He understood an essentially dark human tendency, not for pleasure so much as for intensity, grappling and pulling hair, a kiss that scrapes teeth, a hard pinch, a scratch, a twisted nipple, a bitten (laughs) earlobe. And then there was real intensity, a scream in a locked trunk, a wire coat hanger looped around an elbow or ankle or somewhere more private and twisted tighter and tighter with a pair of pliers. And you're like, what (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah and then when she hands him the bridle Mm. uh, it's such a weird and off-putting thing where Mm. it's like oh she's gonna like literally ride him yeah (laughs) once again we end on a master blaster uh (laughs) 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 imagery uh but no no i i just thought it was great like yeah it's terrific terrific imagery terrific um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll only ding it a little teeny tiny bit for, because I suspect it, it's, it's a case of parallel evolution and, and not, and not, uh, not an homage or borrowing, but the bit about the witch was awful and that she filled in with awe and wonderful and that she was full of terrible wonders is very, very reminiscent of, um, there's a section in the Terry Pratchett book, uh, Lords and Ladies about, about, uh, basically evil the, elves. The fairies. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a whole long sequence about elves are wonderful. They provoke wonder. They're marvelous. They cause marvels. Um, very, very, very reminiscent of it. I suspect it's just a case of parallel parallel evolution. So no no points deducted. It did remind me of a uh, of a very nice uh, bit of prose writing though. And there is there is some some very good. I think kind of like um, again it it becomes very very internal again towards the end. Um, and uh, where he's kind of like kind of rationalizing and think like, well, you know, maybe maybe if I'm carrying her, then I am God. You know, like it, mm. it was just it was just good. You know, he stalked the dark abandoned fields, steed this great and unbounded ride. It's 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 good. It's got that weird biblical imagery mm-hmm. that I think works really well. It feels there's something I don't know. I, I guess I guess it does say that the sun is setting, but there's something there's something even song about this uh this particular sequence of of prose is some some prose has a nighttime quality to it, and this has a nighttime quality to it. I can see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 well, I mean, I think that he just sets the scene so well and evocatively. Like, you know, what is it? Uh, Lyle could see the cabin, his wife's family place. The windows glowed warmly through the thin curtains. There were two cars in the driveway. The lights switched out one by one. Bedtime. Mm-hmm. And then like he's that that's where he's like inside the house in the shadows under the sink there were tools stout wire pliers a dull saw a hammer a steel nail punch I had to look the, that last one up to see what exactly uh, a steel uh, nail know, punch yeah what, what it is was it? yeah uh, it's something to take out rivets basically okay uh, but I'm imagining that if you it's it's a it's a narrow a well, narrow aperture so you use that on fingers don't well, you if his if his wife is a robot she's fucked <laughs> <laughs> that's the last of the stepford wives bye <laughs> all right but anyway yeah i i just love that he he his mind immediately starts going to yeah like basically 
you know, getting medieval on their asses. Now, that's a phrase you probably haven't heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I suppose we, we could leave it there. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think we, we all enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I with, did, yeah. With some quibbles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I, I, I think the, the that like ending section really, um, you know, that, that just set such an amazing tone and atmosphere that, you know, whatever minor, you know, issues I had um, completely evaporated once I got to that section. You're reminding me of Brian Cox in uh, Adaptation, right? (laughs) Wow them in the end and they'll forgive anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think- He's not wrong. I think, I think, yeah, my, my one quibble is, is like, I think that the middle section would have worked better if it were, if it were a bit more sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really like if it were a bit more sparse and a little bit more tense and a little bit more ambiguous, I think it would have worked a bit better for me. But exactly as Chris said, it, it closes really, really strong. Um, it opens it opens very well. It closes very well. If it and and you know what? If if the worst thing about the story is that there's you know a few hundred words about sovereign citizens, then you know what? I'll forgive that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, and and don't get me wrong, they they absolutely deserve every sort of like you know lampooning that that they get because they're they're truly, you know, bizarre people. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, I I mean, I also I forget where I read this, uh, but but it's it stuck with me. I, I only came across it a couple of days ago. It it might have been one of uh, Lincoln Michelle's um, essays. Uh, where he, he he mentions especially in sci-fi fantasy uh, and I guess horror as well to a certain degree you know you 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 want to pepper in stuff that is perhaps unknown uh, or, or you're 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 providing like a mini explainer mm-hmm. because people like especially uh, SFF fans want to come away thinking that they've learned something, <laughs> which is sort of silly because it's all fiction, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in any case, I, I do think that um, if this served as a primer for anyone who did had no idea what sovereign citizens were, uh, this is probably not a bad, not a bad uh, indication, but I think like you said, Kurt, probably not strange enough. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I I really enjoyed this. Um, it's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah, you know, I, if, if this were if this were in most of our like award season roundups, it would probably be my favorite or my second favorite. So you know, mm-hmm. I think it's it's it certainly deserves the the praise and accolades that it received. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, gents, thanks again for uh, <laughs> humoring me and reading this story with me and deciding to talk about it. And uh, I suppose everyone out there, go read it. It's great. Or listen to it. It's mm-hmm. reprinted on Pseudopod, and we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but for the, for the time being, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time here on Podside.